0: You're listening to the Shooting Sports Channel Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Hoyt, and I'm here with a, uh, with a number of characters. We've got uh, uh, Mike Foley and Jake Martins of USPSA. We've got uh, Ken Nelson. Do uh, you go to a, a president of uh, the Southern Utah? What's yeah. your, what is your title?
1: I'm the match director for the Sites Nationals okay. for this week, and I'm the president of the Southern Utah Practical Shooters.
0: All right, great. And we've got... Uh, Justin Johnson of uh, uh, Federal Ammunition. Yes, sir. And he's going to talk to us about uh, some uh, unique stuff that they've got going on with USPSA. Um, So, uh, Ken, let's start with you uh, and just tell me a little bit about the... uh, uh, shooting park itself, and then kind of segue into the, uh, the CZ Iron State National Match.
1: Okay. Well, we're, we are the Southern Utah Practical Shooting Range, and we are a part of the Southern Utah Shooting Sports Park. This land that we're on is originally Bureau of Land Management land that was leased to us under what's called a recreational purpose lease. Okay. Uh, we have to do public activities, uh, so we can't have a private shooting match here. We have to have one that, generally one that is open to the public. Membership-only events like USPSA events are fine, uh, but generally most of them have to be public. Uh, Since then, the the land ownership is transferred to the county, so I actually report to the county, Washington County, Utah, when I do my thing here. Um, We've been shooting on this property for almost 18 years, though. Okay, Um, so well established. And how did uh, how is this spot picked? Well, to be honest, it's because the practical shooters got the, the last pick. Okay. <laughs> but we managed to make, uh, I think, uh, some lemonade out of lemons. Really? Most people come into the range think that it's pretty well put together. and Well, not just put together, but the surrounding scenery is pretty nice, too. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we, uh, we built a range that's designed to do a match like the Ironsides Nationals. Is how we built it. It's designed around banks of rotations, like you saw in the mm-hmm. match, with minimum squad transit time. Okay. It's designed to be close to the parking. Uh, everything about this range is designed to be good at running a large practical shooting shoot. Sure. Uh,
0: how many shooters do you think you're going to have
1: out here this weekend? Uh, about five seventy. Okay. Well, not from uh, Tuesday through the end of the week. Okay. Uh, this weekend I think will be in the uh, about four twenty. All right. Through the for the Saturday, the Friday Sunday schedule.
0: So. Uh, Tell me a little bit about, uh, I know you had, you guys actually started shooting, what, on Monday?
1: And, Tuesday, uh Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, what was the purpose for that? Well, I mean, it, there was more interest than we had slots for the weekend. Okay. Uh, we generally, a lot of nationals, uh, they don't, the staff don't shoot. Um, they just come and work. Okay. Um, but we wanted to have a staff schedule, so we, what we really did was just turn the staff schedule into a full-up match. Mm-hmm. We have the same CROs, Chief Range Officers, through the entire schedule, and then we rotate teams in uh, from Tuesday, Thursday is one team, Friday, Sunday different team, but all of them are working for the same CRO. Okay. To maintain consistency. Sure. Um, so really, it was just demand. Uh, this was a combination of limited and production, which are the two largest divisions in USPSA. Uh, I think was eighty percent or something of the people that eventually came are slot earners. Uh, um, right about fifty percent. Okay, fifty percent, which right. is pretty high. What exactly does that mean, slot earners?
2: So, um, the clubs throughout the nation, the affiliated clubs, uh, earn activity points based on the uh, the matches that they run, which then earns that section slots, mm-hmm. and then they're passed out to the members. Um, however, this section has it set up in their bylaw. So, we saw a little over 50% return rate on the slots that were sent out, which is the highest um, return that we've seen on slots in the last four or five years. Okay. So, when you put limited and production together, our two largest particip- participating divisions. Uh, you know, we had to build a match that, that uh, would fit those many people so we did a couple of changes once we first got with Ken to decide that we were coming here um, and we put the the best mix on the ground that
1: we thought we could fill the match and, and pretty much did yeah there's uh, the only spots that aren't full out there are people who had very very last minute cancellations it's been full for uh, months
0: okay mm-hmm. uh, tell me a little bit about the sponsorship so it's Seize
2: the Iron Sight so what exactly does that
0: mean
1: um, CZ is the presenting sponsor
2: of the match, so overall, they are the ones that um, um, put the biggest amount of investment into the match, and it's because production, the number one gun in production, is a CZ-style um, gun, okay. either the Shadow or Shadow Two, um, And then the divisions limited is sponsored by STI. Um, Production division is sponsored by Glock, and Limited 10 is actually sponsored by a local ammo company, Double Tap Ammo, that makes ammo for Colt, um, because Limited 10, you see a lot of single stack style Mm. guns that are used in that. So it's a pretty good mix of of large sponsors, and then each one of the stages has a individual stage sponsor. Okay. Um, And we've got a couple of non-traditional sponsors that that stepped up um, that were new to us this year that are helping with some of the side matches. American Precision Target brought out steel for the side matches. Um, another local, a couple of local bullet companies are, are involved. Um, Barry's is doing the uh, banquet for us. Gallant Bullets, that's here also in Utah, is a stage sponsor, and then I Marksman um, is a stage sponsor that was actually just a big stage sponsor
1: um, at the World
2: Shoot.
3: Okay. Then the. Lo-
1: local company TPC, a training company actually built and sponsored the uh, practice areas. Okay. People use as well.
2: Yeah, TPC is, is based out of this range. Yeah. It's a tactical performance center that's ran uh, by Ken and Ron Avery and a couple other people um, that run, well you got three gun, pistol, pretty much all yeah. kinds of training. Yeah, and, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll get right there. We'll get right there. Yeah. Um, so, what uh, what would you say is the the most difficult uh, or most challenging part of setting up a match like this?
1: Well, there's I think there's
4: two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there,
1: there's two there's two short answers. Okay. I think one is the scale. Sure. It's just massive. Yeah. And the second is the rule book. Mm-hmm. Right. Which you could be conjured up as saying USPSA, or could be you could say Range Master. But, um, and this is all, these are all good things. It's good Mm -hmm. to have a big match. It's good to have a match that people want to come to. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Um, The challenge is that when you get the best in the world that are, you know, usually extremely experienced at this, you have to what we call rule-proof the stages. Gamer-proof is another Thing, and then you have to make it fun and interesting. Sure, right. So if you look at every stage out there, um, the last uh, the the combined nationals that we did, I estimated that each stage uh, had a complete day, uh, like an eight-hour day, devoted to it oh, wow. by multiple people. So you take that at that match, that was 28 stages. Mm-hmm. So that's a month. Right? Yeah. Including weekends of work that eventually went into that match. Wow. And here it's exactly the same thing. Now the only difference is we have 18 shooting locations instead of uh, 28 like sure. that one. So, um, you know, every one of those stages was looked at by, um, before the range masters even got in the ground, I'd probably, my team had walked through it, and we're very experienced, mm-hmm. probably eight times. Okay. Um, after the structures were built and the sta- targets were generally laid out, uh, and then once the range masters got on the ground and we got everybody experienced, and we get a a grandmaster production shooter, or a grandmaster limited shooter, um, and we go through them with them guiding us on what they might game. Um, so we go through them about another seven or eight times. Right. So the, the sheer scale of it, uh, and then the effort we go to make it so that we never have to have a, a stage that all the work goes to waste because somebody figures out a shortcut that we didn't see or didn't intend. Or even worse, where the stage gets tossed out because it didn't follow the rules. Um, So, um, so far so good. Mm -hmm. Um, But those are the two things, scale and making sure that it, it'll survive the, the, the acid test of 570 of the best in the world coming right. in and hitting it hard. I'd say we
2: started, uh, me, Troy, um, and the other range masters started, what, Friday afternoon um, with what Ken's team had on the ground. Uh, then Mike came in and even up until uh, two, three o'clock Monday afternoon, we were still making sure that, that the intent on some of the stages was still there that there weren't some uh, large large areas to really game it I shot the match already, I shot Tuesday through Thursday um, there's nothing over the top there's there's no circus tricks there's mm-hmm. nothing, it is a straightforward shooting challenge yeah. um, there's, there's it is all about you being able to be in the right spot to shoot the targets with your plan and um, there's some, there's some tight shots. There's some going prone. There's, I mean, it's a, it's a test of the skills, but it's not a test of who, how fast somebody can run. It's mm-hmm. not a test of how, um, who can memorize the best memory stage. None no, of that is there. It is a that. straight up shooting challenge that has a, a really good mix of being able to go fast in some spots and put the brakes on in some other spots. So what, what's on the ground, um, I think almost every shooter is going to feel challenged at every level. And have a good time with it I did I had fun even though I I had a little trouble this morning with some of those headshots Ken put out there but we'll talk about that later
1: (laughs) so the when we do stages um, what's different about this match versus ones large ones we've done in the past is I had a team of designers a disparate group usually it's me and one other person Mm -hmm. we impact we put our vision hard into it this one we spread it out through my club which is now at the point where they're experienced enough to do that Right When we were first starting to do level threes, there was three or four people that had ever been to a level
4: three.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so in this one, I also had the challenge. We also had the challenge of honoring the or the design intent of the designer who had put some love into it. Mm-hmm. And, and at our club, when they design it, they build it. Right, So they don't have to build it on their own, but they come out and supervise the build of the structures and general target layout. So when we go through and, and rule-proof them and, and game-proof them, we still want to honor... That investment of the of a local club member, we um, we it's just really really important to do that for the sport. Mm-hmm. You don't want to turn people away or make it so that only five people can design good stages in, in, in this game. Um, and uh, the second part is, I believe that um, I'm a huge like I like the motorcycle race, mm-hmm. and um, I think a good stage is like a great curvy road that you can rip through on your motorbike, dragony. There's straightaways. There's curves. There's hard breaking zones, and all of our targets. Um, we don't just lay it out. Every shot is considered in context of the shot before it and the shot after it. Okay. We're trying to develop a rhythm, mm-hmm. and frankly, we're trying to disrupt a rhythm as well, you know, and make you operate at the pace that 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 particular mm-hmm. corner deserves. Mm-hmm. I think I'm getting feedback that we seem to have done a pretty good job of that for this one.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I guess the one thing that I've noticed um from the uh from the camera perspective mm. is a lot of the uh courses seem a bit more uh almost compressed uh dimensionally than some other matches that I've been to where sometimes they'll, they'll have that course laid out through the whole bay and these are tend to be a little bit more
1: yeah if condensed you, if you do uh if you do just um forward downrange stages mm-hmm. it's just a matter of how left and right you, if you go look at stage nine that's an example of a stage like that yeah um but i think that people enjoy rhythm in their shooting and cut and cuts zigs and zags and stops and drops in in their running as well so that i think that actually yields a a more enjoyable course of fire Okay. That's that's the thought behind that. I guess if I were going to say one sentence about this, is that every stinking thing you see out there was thought about hard. Nothing was just tossed out there.
0: So uh in. Uh, what day did you actually start putting stuff together for this
1: match? What day? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was probably two Smart. months ago. Okay. <laughs> on the ground? Yeah, two months yeah. ago. Okay. Yeah. Remember, we're a very active range. Yeah. I've got, I've got things happening all the time. And at any, any given time, every bay that you see out there is, already has stuff on it for local matches. Sure. We run 16 local matches a month there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Of one kind or another. Yeah. Um, plus practice areas for members. So if you're, if you're a practical shooter and you want to move to the shooting mecca, real estate agents are standing by. So um, <laughs> hint, hint to our listeners. But uh, so the first thing we have to do is actually rip stuff down and, and, and bear the base, mm-hmm. which for the first time in probably since the last nationals, we actually had bare base to, to work on. Okay. Um, so that's the first thing. We did that about two months ago, and then we start. Um, the first thing we do is we get walls there the next thing we do is we get the targets and everything's laid out there so that a a volunteer builder and and whoever they recruit will show up after work everything's prepared for them we have professional staff we have about seven people that work here full-time and it's all laid out and then they do their thing Mm -hmm. and that's where it starts and I think the first one of those was done about a month and a half ago and um, after that point we put a a rope across and, and say no use the only people that can come in here are workers. Okay. And uh, that, so yeah, was, what was that be, about 45 days ago.
0: Okay. And then is this a, uh, like uh, you're working right up till the
1: basically opening buzzer, if you will? Um, I, I have this hard metric of when do I have a match I can hand off to the range master? Mm-hmm. Like when can we shoot, right? And I probably had that in a way where somebody might've found a hole a week ago. Okay. Right, and then we just keep trimming it and, and, and expanding some options. You know, a lot of times moving a target here or there can can change. Mm-hmm. For and that's the other complication that we've had is with the, the um, trying to make it interesting for a 10 round pattern and a and a, and a 20 round mm-hmm. or a 21 round pattern in limited. How do you give limited guys options? How do you give production guys options at the same time? So sure. there's a, all I can say is a lot of smart. <laughs> thinking, and Mike's out there, Jake's out there, Spurs yeah. out there, me, I'm out there, and everything is being looked at by multiple smart people. Sure, uh, a lot. So, uh, uh,
0: Mike and Jake, from uh, from the uh, USPSA from the league perspective, like what kind of work is involved? So, once they've started laying out the courses, when do you guys
3: come in and start looking at all that stuff? Putting a USPSA nationals on the ground uh, for us generally starts uh, a year mm-hmm. before. Uh, it starts with uh, lessons that, uh, that you've learned from other events that you've taken with you over time, over the years. Uh, it starts with selection of a good partner in the host range uh, and a host match director. And uh Ken and I have been working on this in one form or another since last October. Easily. Yeah. Um, we cemented a contract in January at the Shot Show and uh from there it was uh much like a marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and what you know, what you have there is, is a full on partnership between um, Jake and Ken and me and and all the people behind the scenes. Uh everyone seems to have a little part of it. And that culminates into a match that's on the ground in some shootable form. When we arrive, mm-hmm. uh, we generally get here a week to a week and a half ahead. Uh, when we get here, uh, we generally bring three or four qualified USPSA range masters. Uh, so at some point uh, on on Friday, um, I looked at Ken and I said, "I'm worried that we have too many brains on this <laughs> stage because we literally had four range masters, three match directors, uh, but at every turn, whether it was Friday night. Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, Sunday morning, Monday morning or Monday night, we improved the match mm-hmm. uh, and then occasionally some devious person like Jake Martins will come along and find something that even though we'd stared at it 27 times over the weekend that we had missed sure. and so we were improving things, uh, you know, small things uh, through Monday night, Monday night. Uh, mm-hmm. but but for me it's the entire USPSA staff, uh, especially those of us who work in the field and, and, and see a lot of matches mm-hmm. uh, Jake and I, uh, between us shot uh, all the area matches this year. Uh, I shot six of the eight last year. Uh, I've been to this range uh, for the area one earlier this year. Uh, We also work with some of the outsource providers. Uh, We work very closely with Practice Score and a Practice Score team. Uh, There are some things that we're doing at this match that are uh, pioneering the way for electronic scoring going forward. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the first time that we've ever done a completely paperless USPSA Nationals. We're three days in, and and so far so good. We're keeping our fingers crossed that uh, when we leave out of here, this will be the first time we ever ran an entire Nationals uh, without killing a single tree. And uh, the, the good part of that is some of the authentication and, and identification verification of competitors and competitor scores that we take here will we'll, we'll already uh, uh, be next week looking to improve that for the next time. Yeah, sure. And so um, how long does it take? Uh, it's a little over a year. Who's involved? Everyone, Mm -hmm. Uh, and we have a lot of really uh, good—not only staff uh, at both locations, but we have a lot of good volunteers. There are stages that competitors will shoot here that were designed by uh, thirteen-year-old girls, for example. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, uh, Justine and and Jayleece Williams uh, designed one of the stages here. Uh, Two of the stages here. Two of the stages here. And when we came in uh, and made sure that uh, what they'd put on paper was legal and put it on the ground and put it up, it's a really good shooting challenge. And so. Uh, we like having the diversity uh, that Ken provides here. We, we love this facility. Uh, there's not a bad view in southern Utah that I've found anywhere. Uh, and so it's just a really good opportunity for us with the right partner uh, at the right time to make improvements on what we've already been doing for 40 years. Mm-hmm. So
0: basically, once this, uh, once this ends on uh, Sunday, you're starting all over again.
3: We are. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, we've already uh, started. We've already started oh, yeah. there, you go. Yeah. there you
1: go. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's a humongous effort on everybody's part, the yeah. sports, and let's not forget the competitors, too, who are, who are backing up their training plan from events like this. And not only that, I mean, when you, when you sit there and you think about
2: once we announce where nationals are going to be, there are people that plan a vacation, plan their training around it. Um Plan their finances. There was guys that were on my squad that that are done shooting today, that are heading back down to Vegas to have their wives fly in for the weekend. Yeah. Um, or that got here the previous weekend, that family was with them. Um, you've got people that are camping here on the range that brought family and dogs out. Some of them are staff, some of them are competitors. You um, probably have about uh,
1: 30 people living on the range through the event.
2: Yeah, so... so it's not just a match. It, it is. It's an event, and it's an event for, for us. But it's also, we put on an event for those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't had, you know, twelve guys on my squad. Some of them I knew from Indiana. Some of them I've never met before. All had a great time. Yeah. And, and that's the important to me. That's one of the most important things. The shooting challenges are awesome. But that somebody can walk away from this going, man, I can't wait to go to nationals next year. Yeah. Or I can't wait to take this stage design back to my home club. Or uh, that's, that's the most important thing to, to me. So, so to, I, to I had a specific. match goal,
1: right? Which was I wanted to actually have a nationals that was hard and fun, right? And that's what I asked the designers to do. Because I've been to plenty of nationals that were hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had no fun. Yeah. Right. Um, but I wanted to try we and see if it, swat, right? yeah, yeah, I think that might have, yeah. And where you're like, why do I do this? Right. But I wanted to make national something that that returns to, it is a shooting challenge. It is hard, but it's fun.
0: Um, so how do you find that balance between
1: the to get that perfect combination of hard and fun? When, when we were putting the designs together, I had this concept of yin and yang. Okay. And I kept harping on it. And then, you know, if you harp on something long enough, people kind of get the idea mm-hmm. of what you're talking about. But for everything that's hard out there, I wanted something that was fun.
3: So it just balanced. Right. And, and, you know, another part of that balance that, that's key to this conversation is there are roughly 200 of us that are going to shoot the USPSA Nationals no matter when it is, where you have it, yeah. how big it is, how small it is it really doesn't matter to us we're there we're invested we are the you know upper uh, part of the competitive table however uh, we also uh, understand, as Jake said, that some people are going to shoot based on location mm-hmm. because it's what they can afford or it's what they can get to or it's in their backyard or they can work it and, and, and shoot it as well. And so one of the interesting statistics from our pre-registration statistics, and I think we're at about 90% of the competitors here have done pre-registration surveys already, is that 41% of the limited shooters here and 43% of the production shooters here are shooting a USPSA Nationals for the first time this week. Oh, wow. So that tells me that roughly 41 to 43 percent of the competitors on the ground are experiencing this for the first time and we want that to be a positive experience for them whether they're d class c class b class or they're here to win it yeah. and so uh, ken does a, a really good job of, of of hosting from that perspective and it's the perspective that we live in every day at the organization and so we're we're really uh, uh, impressed by the number of people who are joining us for the first time and it'll likely become a tradition for them too
1: yeah, it helps boost. You know, the, in business, the easiest customer is one you already have, mm-hmm. right? So, if you're trying to expand the idea of traveling matches and national matches, you got to bring new people in. Um, the the other thing um, I think that's different here is that uh, we do get a lot of people that bring their family along because we are in a resort area. Mm-hmm. You know, people come here. We get five million visitors a year here to go to the national parks. Mm-hmm and do outdoor activities. We get a, about 200,000 mountain bikers uh, a year. Just just that. Sure. Um, yeah, actually one of our sponsors, Luke from Walther,
2: uh, yeah. brought his motorcycle out to stay a couple of days afterwards to
1: go mountain, you know, dirt biking. Dirt right? biking, yeah. It's kind of a mecca for just general Southwestern sports activities. Hiking, sure. mountain biking. Uh, dirt biking,
3: kind of like hell, hiking. Yeah, yeah. getting <laughs> yeah, uh, Jake Martin's on the trail—that's something. <laughs> you, you know, another thing that that, that that we really haven't talked about is the side matches, uh, the the vendors, the exhibitors, the sponsors, and and that is something that uh, Ken takes great pride in trying to create a, a social environment and an environment for the people who aren't shooting the match or mm-hmm. are off schedule who are working the match to be able to participate in. And due to some of our sponsors setting up uh, contests and, and, and uh, side games, if you will, anyone who walks on the, the ground here, whether you're a spectator, uh, husband, wife, support team, coach, friend, just someone who wanders mm-hmm. on the property, uh, you can participate in those side matches. And uh, the uh, official ammunition of USPSA, Federal Premium syntech Action Pistol, is being shot by many competitors here for the very first time in those side matches. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are guns here from CZ USA, uh, the title sponsor. There are guns here from Walther. There are guns here from STI. And people are able to touch and feel and, and, and use the equipment mm-hmm. that the professionals are using out here on, on the stages. And so we think that's a pretty big win. Uh, The Syntec Action Pistol line from Federal is also getting a proof of concept here. Uh, It's already been done in the laboratory. It's already been done uh, with with all of the, the engineers and scientists behind the scenes at Federal. But we've chronographed something like, I don't know, Justin, what, like 12 or, or, 13, 12 or 13 different guns at the of top today, yeah. of the game and actually have chronograph data that we will certify uh, from everything from a Glock 19 all the way up through the CZ Shadow 2 or, or, or the latest and greatest from STI. Yeah,
4: yeah you've
0: been you've been very patient.
3: <laughs> no,
4: no, it's, it's all great. And you think about it, and you kind of tie it all together. You think about it from a sponsorship standpoint or, you know, to Mike's point, we were launching a new product line here, and... We're better than to get a captive audience, mm-hmm. right? You've got some of the best in the world in one spot. You've got a new product that caters to certain needs within the shooting sports, and you know, 570 people touching your ammunition, giving you instant feedback, allows me from the from the product line standpoint to go back to our to our marketing and our engineering and say, these are, this is what I hear. I'm hearing it from mm-hmm. the front line. I'm hearing it from the boots on the ground type folks, and. It is it is the best market research and, and market data that you can collect is it's right here, right. And it's like like everybody said it's a beautiful part of the world to be into. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, I th- you might know that Justin the stats
1: more, but I think the typical owner of a pistol might shoot 100 rounds a year. Yeah. And for the people out in the ground right now, that's that's like a warm up. Mm-hmm. On, yeah. on today's practice. We did the
2: math the other day, and over 230,000 rounds from the competitors on the ground will be fired this weekend. Oh
4: wow. Just and here. And that's yeah. in a six day period. Now think about how we do this 365 days a year, mm-hmm. there's over 30,000 USPSA members, average match is roughly 200 rounds, mm-hmm. you know, and you shoot an average of 10 to 20 matches a year, yeah. you know, that, that those numbers add up really quick. Oh yeah, so absolutely. And, Most and,
1: of us buy ammo by the pallet. Mm-hmm. Right, or we reload it, and I'm excited. I'm very excited about this this product from Federal.
0: No, why? It, somebody here has got to tell me why this sure. uh,
4: ammo is so great. And I, <laughs> I, think I'll step up to the step up to the plate on that one. So, uh, what we're doing with SynTech Action Pistol is taking a proven product line of ours that's been around SynTech, the SynTech bullet, which is a polymer coated bullet. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'll we'll get to in a sec, but we're taking that and specifically tuning it for the action pistol sports. So looking at it from a power factor pers- perspective, sure. you know, typically we look at a pressure and velocity. You know, you want to get this 124 grain or this 147 grain bullet doing 1,100 feet per second. Mm-hmm. Um, where what we're doing with this particular product line is is looking at power factor. So looking at how do we get it as close to you know on a minor on the minor side of the house. How close can we get it to 125 out of a variety of guns and still, you know, get that soft feeling recoil, start getting the things that shooters do, you know, um, on a daily basis when they reload. And you look at it from a reloading standpoint, it's either to save money because they like it or they need performance. Sure. So if you look at those three things from a reloading standpoint, and if we're able to give somebody that option in a boxed ammo, get you away from the the reloading press, and now you get time to practice, you get time to spend, you, you get time back. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you spend hours and hours in front of a, a reloading press, you don't you're you're losing those you're losing that time you're losing time on the range you're losing time with your family. Yeah. Um. So we're giving people an option to, you know, fly into town, go to your local, sporting goods store, and buy it right off the shelf. Yeah. Uh. And it, with and the it's confidence
1: gonna be, that it's not going to let you down at, at the chrono station. No, uh, no, it'll be certified or have a squib or. It, you know any of the other nightmare scenarios that that wake us up and we won't sweat at night. We've sure.
4: all we've all been there behind that reloading bench, and I you know I, I look away and I forget to put powder in my mm-hmm. case, and now yeah. I have a, a primer squib. Yeah, right. And and that's where the the stringent testing and the things that this this product line goes through um, with all of Federal Premium ammunition, but the this line in particular uh, you know it's it's going to be priced as a practice ammo. It's going to be priced at target ammo, mm-hmm. but it's going to have a premium look and feel to it. So the idea that the, the test the the test protocol and the specifications that we put on this, you know, it's premium premium quality. Right. You know, the QA and all the things that we do, you know, the, the testing protocol that this stuff goes through is in line with some of the, the, the best premium ammunition that we make sure. in a range ammo. So it's gonna instill that confidence that where you'll be able to go out, know that out of your gun you're gonna get a one thirty two power factor mm-hmm. and it's gonna be soft and it's gonna be accurate and sure. it's gonna do what you need it to do every single time.
2: We had the opportunity um, this past July to actually go and look at the manufacturing process of of the ammo mm-hmm. on brand new systems, brand new I mean, blown away at the level of electronic quality control that goes into it, not to mention all of the human touch afterwards and the testing that they do. I mean we, we watch probably what 10-15,000 rounds getting loaded at a time as it's going through this right down to the guy who's pulling out boxes to send to the quality control testing on it Um, and I've I've had the opportunity to shoot the 150 grain the 205 and 40 and it's I'm I'm very excited for people to get their hands on it Um, I got to shoot the 205 40 at a local match there in Minnesota um, and had the true perfect double we actually have a, a picture of of that on a target, so I was, I was pretty impressed with how I did And
4: and that's Jake Martin talking, so you know, we know that's <laughs> <laughs> we got we, we a had two people overlay it. <laughs> yeah, we do so, so, uh, uh, defendants. What'd you call
1: that other shot? That dirt dirt uh, a berm delta. That's what call it. Yeah. A berm delta. <laughs> I had someone like that.
0: Uh, so so when I was shooting the STIs, you brought out a couple boxes of uh, one twenty four grain uh, now, you said that's for the PCC
4: specifically.
2: Justin can speak yeah. a little bit more to that. But okay. yeah.
4: So, you know, the Syntec lineup had came out about three years ago in mm-hmm. um, your standard 115s, your 165 for 40, and then a 230 green version. And part of that line extension we've done this year is, biggest questions I get a, on a lot of times is when's the 124s coming out, when are you going to get 147s, or things like that. Mm-hmm. So the 124 is an extension of the original okay. um, Syntec lineup, uh, but we've altered it and looked at power factor, and looked at velocities, and we found it's kind of a curious byproduct of that is the PCC mm-hmm. setup, and how, you know, we've got a lot of you know, competitive shooters in our side, but people are, as we kind of drift into that 115s for PCC load, you know, we've heard, heard great uh, reviews on that, and this 124 takes it to the next level, mm-hmm. because it's, it's tuned a little better for uh, velocity, Okay. reasons. So, uh, it's softer shooting, it's flatter shooting, mm-hmm. um, you're not getting, you know, you know get behind that rifle, obviously you got some more mass behind the rifle, but sure. you're not getting a red dot that's jumping mm-hmm. as much as you were. And and, and it works great in uh, in pistols too. So, um, it's it's going to be a great addition to what we currently have. Mm-hmm. And then with the the three offerings in Syntec Action Pistol, the 940 and 45, um, you know, we, we believe that it'll fit very nicely into the PCC side of the house
3: as
0: well. So, as far as the uh, the bullet itself, mm-hmm. uh, I had two questions. One yep. just popped into my mind. Uh, the first one was, you know, what's the point of the polymer? Yep. And then the, the or whatever its advantages. Yep. And the second one is, is this something we'd ever see in uh, uh, defensive ammo? Sure. Uh,
4: the bullet construction itself is a lead core, mm-hmm. totally encapsulated in a polymer plating of mm-hmm. sorts. Uh, the process that we do is more of a plating, it helps us to get a uniform coat around the entire bullet. Um, the idea behind that is friction, right? Okay. So you got no metal on metal contact. Right. Uh, you're able to use less pressure to get a bullet to certain velocities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with doing that, that equals, you know, equal and opposite reaction, right? So the less pressure you're pushing that bullet to get it to 890 feet per second, less energy on the shooter. Uh, okay. It allows us to, with the powders that we're using, to elongate a recoil curve. So if you look at a, a, what causes that snappy yeah. 115s is that quick spike in mm-hmm. pressure and then it kind of evens out. And what we're doing with the Syntec Action Pistol is we're actually elongating that curve a little bit, which gives that shooter a more rearward push on that gun, sure. and it softens that perceived recoil. It's mm-hmm. the
1: same way a suppressor makes something quiet. It doesn't rid sure. to the noise, it just spreads it out. Yep. Right. Yep. And the game in PCC, at this point, is about reducing the bolt coming back and disturbing it. Yep. And that pressure reduction is absolutely key. And everybody's tweaking it in their reloader, and if you can just buy it, that makes me happy because I don't want to do that. Sure. Okay. Now,
0: now, I'm by no means a ballistician. Uh, sure. No. But sure. I'm assuming that uh, to slow down that impulse, you're,
4: you're using even different powders. Yep. So we are using uh, a version of a commercial powder from Alliant. Okay. Um, action or a sport pistol, they call it. Um, it's cleaner burning. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that reload it, it's a, it's a meter's better. Uh, it's more temperature stable. Okay. Um, so what you're getting with our Syntec, with our catalyst primer, is the other big. Technological advance in in syntec as a whole, but in syntec action is a it's a non lead primer. Okay. So your standard lead uh primers is you're actually aerosol aerosolized lead, and mm-hmm. with this new catalyst primer, it's it's you're getting the same yield from that you would from a from a standard lead stiffenant primer, but without the mess. Sure. So coupled with the um, the type of powder that we use, you're getting a cleaner burn. Mm-hmm. So less smoke, less flame. Uh, your guns are cleaner. I mean, if you go out there and you pick some of that brass up off the ground right now, you can actually you look inside the case, and you, it's still shiny. Mm-hmm. So you're getting a cleaner burning experience, which then equates to less time cleaning your guns. Yeah, uh, more time practicing, as we all know, that's what most of us need in yeah. this in this sport. But um, the present company included, um, <laughs> but it's it's. Just a, it's an all overall experience, and if you even take the 115s and compare it to directly to another FMJ mm-hmm. type product, the the recoil, the noise, even the noise impulse, and the and the um, smoke, the yeah. feel of it is is drastically different. So you know, outside of just this sport, you know, noise, recoil, and and sound and uh, and. Just that, that that shock of the shooting experience. Mm-hmm. We've, redu- we've we've kind of hit the trifecta when it comes to reducing that with that Syntec product
0: Okay. Line, so. so then, uh, then again, is this uh, any of this uh, technology going to translate into some defensive rounds? Um, or I can or either, maybe you I can't can either confirm them or them. deny <laughs> um,
4: the the low cost duty aspect of it. But you know, yeah. this this particular product, uh, the Syntec coating that we do, mm-hmm. um, we we are definitely exploring the the extents of what this thing should sure. do. Um, so there there may be some stuff on the horizon. Because
0: yeah. uh, it sounds to me, if you got something that's going to be shooting flatter and gentler, I mean, yes, for competition, but it would be also there's, good there's for... There's other applications for yeah. it as well. Uh, so, uh, that's, just the,
2: that's the one part about it is is that while it, there are the, the 9, 40, and 45 that are going to be certified USPSA match ammo, um, there are going to be people who will just buy it at Walmart or sure. buy it at Dick Sporting Goods. Yeah. that don't see our game... Now they're going to see our logo on the box. Sure. So, you know, obviously we're hoping that they want to explore that a little bit, but um, this is going to carry over to people just their regular weekend plinking. Yeah. Or, or, you know, maybe they put it in something else. But uh, it's not just dedicated to us. It's it's going to be out on the shelves out there.
3: And it's not the first time that USPSA has pioneered uh, with our industry partners, technology that gets used in the mainstream. Sure. Uh, for forty sure. years, what we do today, the mainstream does in two years, and the military does in five. Uh, you know, <laughs> and and so uh, you know whether it's uh, red dot optics, uh, you know that, that, that transferred to CCOs mm-hmm. that are that are used uh, abroad, you know by the military. Uh, or this type of ammunition technology because we are such high volume. We're a really good test bed yeah. for that for this for this kind of stuff the the 124 uh, PCC developmental load. I had a chance to play with it and on uh, steel challenge courses of fire I'm putting down the same times with a PCC and nine millimeter that I do with a rimfire rifle mm-hmm. so it really is mm-hmm. flat and soft and uh, Reliable and yeah. so that's what we're all looking for
0: so it uh it see from from the standpoint of someone who's not a reloader, yep. or is getting into the sport, or even has been in the sport in a while and, and is just looking for a good ammo. That may, it kind of sells itself. But how does how does how is this going to sell to the hardcore? You know, maybe even master GM level. Yeah. He's loaned his own stuff at home. How are you going to convince him about this? And
4: that's and that's the big thing. You know, we we'd be naive to think that we were gonna we're gonna steal all the reloaders. Sure. you know, and we're gonna go to a hundred percent box ammo. It's it's not gonna happen. People do it because you know, for a myriad of different yeah. reasons. And we get that. We understand that it's, it's cost benefit analysis, sure. right? You really look at your return on investment, you know, people talk about it. And I, it's funny cause I get the whole, well, it's cheaper for me to reload. Mm-hmm. Well, when's the last time you charged yourself, you know, an hourly wage, the amount of time that you spend on that, Yeah. you know, and how does that equate to everything else? Or how yeah. does that fit into your, your cost analysis? And that's, you know, the idea behind this is we're reducing that barrier of entry, mm-hmm. so you, you know when you see this stuff on the shelf, it'll be FMJ pricing. You know, it's gonna be it's not gonna be super, you know, super expensive. You know, and, you know, because that's again bar- reduced barrier of entry. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll see it at you know prices that you're used to seeing your your standard FMJ ball I
1: mean, when, ammo. When this when you make a choice about reloading versus buying produced ammo, there's three things, right? There's time, performance, and reliability. Mm-hmm. Right? And I actually think that people make mistakes reloading because they're not that good at it. Sure. Right? That addresses mm. that question.
0: Yeah, right? I've got more than enough uh, shots of people uh, having. Oh, yeah. And
1: racking rounds out. So I think this is really an, a very interesting product because it completely eliminates the question of performance sure. and reliability. At, and then the time-wise, my time, I, I happen to consider it fairly valuable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So I made a decision not to reload probably eight years ago. Okay. Um, and I just literally find the best performance reliable ammo I can buy and I buy a pallet of it at the beginning of the year yeah. That's what I do. Now I got a new source. There you go. So I'm happy. One of the things that we looked at
2: and Justin and I started talking about this 18 months ago was um, The growth in USPSA with the new shooter. We've seen roughly 6,000 new members in the last um, almost two years and From that just the data out of nationals that we've taken um about 25 to 27 percent of them are using factory ammo
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and some of that is just off-the-shelf factory ammo that doesn't have the competition performance around it so now we're going to be able to provide them with something that is going to be a little softer shooting that's going to fit their needs um, the other side of that is is that we've seen a, a really big growth in that 25 to 35 year old shooter that that doesn't have you know the I uncle know. who yeah, well, well the uncle that that knows there how to reload or or, to. Yeah. or or something like that, you know, the, the family that grew up reloading and doing that stuff. So they're out here, they're coming, you know, they're a college educated person that works in some IT field or something like that, that that is picking up competition shooting, not because they grew up shooting, but because they grew up playing video games and stuff like that. And they don't know anything about reloading. So they're buying factory ammo.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: For them to go and buy a reloader, you know, the 1050 and 10,000 pieces of brass and 10,000 bullets and, and 30 pounds of powder, that is a huge investment. Yeah. And time to learn how to make that stuff work versus being able to pick up ammo that they can go to an area match a section match or a nationals that's going to be guaranteed power factor mm-hmm. they don't have to worry about going sub minor and shooting for no score or going from major to minor and really hurting their score yeah. they're, they're going to be able to get through the match with reliable performance ammo and that's was the one thing we, we really and sat down and said, I mean me, I hate to reload Yeah. so I mean I've, st- I've stopped on the way to matches before and bought stuff at Walmart to go with you to mention because I hate reloading so
4: much, so I was... You know, leaving. and and to that point is, you know, you walk through this building right now and you see the 57 boxes of ammunition or, yeah. or sent ammo that people have even loaded and sent it because they either can't get it on the airplane mm-hmm. or it's too heavy or, you know, it's just easier for them to ship it here. You know, what's what's stopping you now from flying into a place, going to the local retailer sure. and buying 1,000 rounds off the shelf because yeah. you know it's going to do what you need it to do? You know and that that's that's huge you know I live in Minnesota I'm from Minnesota to, for so we need to come to Utah I drove to Utah because mm-hmm. you know and carried probably four or five different shooters ammo with them because they didn't have, they didn't want to ship it so you know going forward and now you'll have an opportunity to, to, to fly into town go to the, the local store and get what you need for the match. Yeah. Or have it drop huge. ship
1: from a supplier. Ex- exactly, so you just have it direct ship. Yeah. Um, and that, would, that would make me happy because I lifted off 57 rows. Yeah. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> so so whether it's 50 <laughs> rounds at a
3: time sure. or 20,000 rounds at a time, it's all about sourcing for your own personal needs. There's a subgroup that even uh, insists on loading their own ammo. Maybe they've got a uh, Mark 7 or an ammo bot, and they're loading uh, you know, tens of thousands of rounds on their press at home. Uh, but then when it comes time to go to a match they source their ammo differently They purchase ammo that they know has hundred percent reliability yeah. behind it And so, you know, we think that for some people they'll practice with the same ammunition that they shoot in the match uh, With with this product and for others They may just use this product when the score is really going to count. Mm-hmm. There are three squibs in the match so far So that's three people who who arrived at
1: the match already beat. Yeah, right that sucks yeah. and, and believe me even if it's a little bit extra knowing that ain't gonna happen, Sure. considering yeah. the cost of everything else you're doing to get here, be here, train for here, that's just the cheapest insurance you're gonna buy
2: this year. If you go to my Facebook page, I took a picture of a round I pulled out of my ammo box, it's got the bullet loaded upside down. <laughs> yeah, and that's that, why that, was, uh, that came out was in my hand. Oh yeah, and clearly that's what your Jake quality controls bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jake Tech. Yeah, Jake Jake tech. the yeah. round part yeah. goes forward. <laughs> yeah, it hits still I mean, hard, <laughs> but it doesn't feed uh, very
4: well. Doesn't fly very straight. No, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: So is this uh is this already on shelves or is you'll
4: see you'll see this officially January first. Uh, okay. As we kind of run up to the shot show. Okay. Um. The the goal is to pull it forward. Uh, obviously, I'd I'd like to have it now. Um. But again mercy of the speed of business so yeah. um, January 1 is the date that we're
2: at. we've fighting. shot this it's tested in a four inch barrel there at the factory. Mike you've shot it through 1911's Glocks CZs. I've shot it I've shot the 40 through 40 single stacks, two different 40 limited guns and the 9mm I've shot through Walther Q5s, um, Glock 17s, some with aftermarket barrels and it's consistently performed at power factor that, we're, that we were expecting and accuracy 25 yard, you know, 2 inch or less groups off of rest and stuff. Um, we have some more we're going to get together and actually there'll be some articles coming out in Front Sight in January specific around some of the testing on this. Um, that you'll see the data that we've collected off of guns that, that we personally own, and then guns that we've actually shot here at the match. Competitors have come up with SPO ones, Shadow twos, Tanfoglio stock twos, Glock thirty-four. I mean Walther, Walther it,
4: Creed
3: you know, Sig three twenty X five.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah there, there's another um, my other hat I wear when I'm at this range is I run a large training academy, and we're doing about sixty to hundred thousand rounds a month. Through students' wow. guns, right, mm-hmm. and um, so there's another large volume purchaser that I think would welcome the other two aspects of this, which is the the closest to the low power factor because we can train better mm-hmm. if they're not if they if they don't have to deal with recoil sure. as much. I don't believe that the philosophy of bring your hardest hitting gun to a training class for shooting two thousand yeah. rounds. It's just dumb. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then the second thing is if the if the ammo is performing then I don't have students dealing with squibs and all the other things that we deal with every class. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to be, you know, we, we, we probably source 50,000 rounds a month for that stuff. And This is going to be, I think, part of our program um, for, the, for those reasons, right? And I assume other training companies are going to be thinking the same way. Because sure. student time is valuable. They spend a ton of money to get here. And uh, I, I value it maybe even more than they do if sure. you're doing right by your customer.
3: So it's safe to say it's a game changer.
4: Yeah, I (laughs) I think we can all agree. No, and that's you know it's it's going to say action pistol on the box, but we know that you know from a a training and volume use and you know taking it to the range, it's it's simply better. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. And a primo example of competition to practical, Mm -hmm. and making that leap. Oh, I just love it, just like the stands. at least stands. There you it's go. also a
3: co-branded solution with USPSA, yep. and getting the USPSA yep. logo out in the big box stores in mm-hmm. the mainstream uh, firearms ownership uh, in- environment at the point of sale uh, will also be good for USPSA and all other action shooting sports, including our own Steel Challenge.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So is there uh, anything about this week we haven't covered yet? I want to stress one thing I forgot to, s- to cover mm-hmm. in the beginning when we were talking. The match is I take as seriously the challenge of finding a, a national D class champion okay. as I do a national limited champion, and that that's an important part of the stage design and stage build. Why? Why so? Um, well, it's just the right thing to do, right? Would you like to go to a, a you know a ski skiing race that welcomed all skill levels and then put you down a cliff? Right? I mean, that's, that's the, the metaphor I do. So it's just such a fine balancing line since you don't have all the D shooters zero stages, yeah. but you make it a challenge for, for the world, absolute world's best. Um, the world's best,
2: I mean, the top guys, the GMs in our sport, whatever we put on the ground, they're going to challenge themselves and the other people in their super squads, they're, they're going to challenge themselves. Yeah. Uh, having a, a D or C or our largest group of competitors in USPSA is C and D, C and B class. Mm-hmm. Having them walk away, feeling completely defeated because they were unable to to you know have hit factors that don't have point and a number behind it no. is is horrible. I mean, you know, they don't want to come back and do it. Um, and what's on the ground here, you know, and I've said this a couple times. I think I said it to Ken the other day. Is that, I mean, it's a doable match for for anybody. Top to level guys are gonna they're gonna challenge themselves just like they always do. If you're trying to create a match and you're gonna trip up a GM, you're not gonna do it. All you're gonna do is piss off
1: the C class guys and you, they're gonna come back to you, your you match. You cannot yeah. trip up a GM.
3: Right. My my own dream for that is always that the score distributions fall between for the most part and 100%. What you don't want is ever to have a stage or a group of stages that uh, a large number of competitors zero. I mean, we're all going to have something that causes us to have one bad stage. But I really like to see the score distribution within the <laughs> classifications themselves for the most part. And I think that this match tests that and nothing else. There, there, are, there are some activated targets and things here, but there's no circus tricks. There's no whirly gigs. There's no start positions that, that, that cause you to have to be a contortionist. You simply uh, will be measured on your execution of accuracy, power, and speed here, which yeah, is exactly really what our principles are. Mm -hmm.
2: the other thing I'll add to that is that um, we've had really really great involvement from our sponsors not only for this match but over the last year or two um, that we've seen a lot more people come back into um, being sponsors Um, Ken and I tried putting a really vibrant um, vendor area together and and we know that that people are buying stuff online that's where the side matches Mm -hmm. have really come in uh, with STI Uh, Walther's doing a side match um, that If you go up and shoot for score, you have a chance the lowest score on a Steel Challenge type stage can win a PPQ M2 5 inch, um, and then a random draw. Um, So anybody who participates in it has a chance of of winning a gun, and then CZ, their side match is actually, it's not part of the match, but your squad will, after you go through the chrono area, your squad will go up and be able to pick up a Shadow 2, shoot the 150 grain uh, action pistol ammo. On a steel challenge type stage, lowest time will win a, a CZ firearm, and then a random draw. So just inside matches, our sponsors have stepped up and are giving away four guns, uh, with Federal providing w- roughly eighteen thousand, twenty thousand rounds of well, twenty thousand rounds. And that's of ammo.
0: that's uh, that's four guns that anyone can win. So yeah. So yeah. so basically,
1: if, if you're not in the match, you could go up and win it.
0: Yeah. So basically, if uh, you uh, don't go to matches, go to them anyway because you could win a gun.
1: Yep.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then STI, our longstanding partnership that we've had with STI, has got a demo bay that is set up, um, and, and uh, they have a lot of their new stuff out, even their new magazines that are out there, are running some stuff. So while while there may not be as much to go and buy in the vending area, there are some activities that are going on. You're going to see that increase as we go into 18 and 19 nationals um, with a plan of having more hands-on demos. Because the manufacturers, I mean, Justin will tell you, just, just having people actually shoot the ammo mm-hmm. instead of just handing it in the vending area
4: is great. That's uh, that's where the rubber meets the road. You yeah, know, getting it into the hands of people that can actually do you know something. It it. Sure,
1: all of us that are serious about this know how it feels. Yeah. we know what we want. we know what we like. And the other we side, of we get it,
2: it. We've also we've we have reduced the entry level for sponsorships substantially over the last year to get more of the smaller companies like Gallant Bullets, like iMarksman, um, uh, MBX that are going to be out here, House of Hearing that are all set up. So that there's there's some new sponsors that are going to be out here um, with some tables that will have some product and stuff out there, but we've we've made the playing field for them to get involved a lot easier. Um, I will tell you that I sent four emails, made zero phone calls, and the response was about $100,000 worth of stuff that was donated to the match um, for the prize tables. And we've got... Uh, we walked. me more than that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <We've>, uh, <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ken's wife, Paula, uh, has an excellent banquet um, set up for Sunday after the match. Um, indoor in a brand new facility that's right down the road from uh, the range here that uh, Barry's, uh, Barry's Manufacturing, Barry's Bullies Company, is a co-sponsor of that. Um, so, you know, we're, again, we're, we're taking it from being... A match to an event sure. and you're going to see more that um, you know something that Mike and I talked about two years ago as we, we had to finish out some contracts and then move on and we're kind of growing this as we're going learning on the on the fly on some things but making it, make it bigger and better up, as we can.
1: It's trending up sharply because I can remember nationals four years ago where they didn't bother with a vendor tent. Yeah. And, you know, this is this is very dynamic. Yeah. Uh, I, I dig it
0: all right well uh i think we'll call that a wrap and uh you've been listening to the shooting sports channel podcast be sure to like us and follow us on facebook or on instagram at the shooting sports channel and uh uh, stay tuned because we got a couple more days at the uh, cz ironsight nationals and uh, we'll talk to you later